It's that day of the year where we get confirmation on which jobs will be available in the offseason. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. It is that day in the NFL where we learn which head coaching openings there will be, what teams will be looking for a new head coach, maybe a new general manager here in the offseason. It has been a bit of a quiet day, waited a little bit later in the day to record this show to see how much news we could gather before we did this show. So a little bit of a later release, a little bit of a longer show for you here today. So we'll dive into each of these openings individually. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. There's a love-hate relationship with doing a show like this here today. We we waited a little bit here to record the show to wait for as much news to come out as possible. And I know by waiting as long as we did, a little bit of a later release here for you for this show, that by the time I get the show up, some news that we will not have talked about during the show will come out because I waited in order to gain as much news and information as possible. But those are the perils of doing a show the way that we do it here every day over at TDN Daily. But we waited a little bit here because we did get one firing here today uh, later on in the day from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, We already knew late last night that the Houston Texans were firing Lovey Smith. Denver, Indy, Carolina, we do know that those teams fired their coaches uh, midseason. So those are the five openings we have right now. We do know the Arizona Cardinals are also going to be looking for a general manager. We'll get into that here in a second. And we know that the Cleveland Browns will be looking for a new defensive coordinator and they've already put in some requests to uh, interview some people. Uh, Gerard Mayo from the New England Patriots on that shortlist and um, I believe some others will be um, interviewed there as well. Okay, now that we got some of the particulars out of the way of some of these interviews, let's get into these head coaching openings. And we'll start, I think, with the one that came out today, the one that was... I don't know surprise is the right word. I think it was up in the air, ultimately, what was going to happen with the Arizona Cardinals, but ultimately they made the decision to move on from Cliff Kingsbury, a... 4-13 Four and thirteen season, a year after he signed an extension that was supposed to keep him there through the twenty twenty seven season. Steve Keim also plans to step down as the general manager uh, as he stepped away due to health concerns. So now is stepping down from that role. So the Arizona Cardinals will be going into this offseason uh, with owner Michael Bidwell looking to replace a general manager and to replace a head coach a year after giving both of those people five year contract extensions to keep them there in Arizona. I don't know how attractive this job is going to be. I mean, I think they have to do. This in the right order, right? I think GM needs to come first, and then that GM needs to ultimately have a say in who the head coach is going to be. But you look at this Arizona team, they have some roster deficiencies on both sides of the ball. They have a quarterback who's going to miss an extended period of time. You have, you know, a lot of things that you need to fill on both offense and defense. 
you need to revamp your offensive line. You probably need to get a couple more wide receivers in there. On defense, J.J. Watt, your best pass rusher, he steps away. He retires, so you're going to need some help there. You're going to need some help on all three levels of defense. It just feels like a tall task. It feels like there's a lot of overhaul here. And again, I think this statement will apply for all of these, right? There are only 32 head coaching jobs in the National Football League, so someone's going to take a job when they're presented with the opportunity because there's only 32 of them. But I just don't know how ready uh, a a coach is going to be to sign up for Arizona when you're going to be without your starting quarterback for a good portion of the season. The starting quarterback appears there there was some butting of heads between him and Cliff and we don't know who who that was more on. Was it on Cliff? Was it on Kyler? Was it a combination of the two? Maybe a new voice will change things, but there are some concerns there as well. There's a big roster overhaul that needs to occur and there's just a lot of work that I think we need to go into turning the Arizona Cardinals around because while their 4-13 and record I don't think is super indicative of where they are as a team because obviously they lost Kyler Murray. They had a bunch of injuries. DeAndre Hopkins was suspended for the first six games. It's not that far off. I think hovering around 500, give or take, is where they're at. So in order to make those next steps and to keep that window open with Kyler Murray, who he signed his contract extension left offseason as well, I think there's a lot of work that needs to go in here. So this would not be the top of my list. Um, This would not be number one for me if we were ranking these, and maybe I'll do that at the end here. Um, But that's not the one that I would go to right away. The Houston Texans, they fired Lovey Smith. We learned it late last night, and then it was kind of confirmed this morning. A one and done for the second straight year for the Houston Texans. First, it was David Culley uh, last January, and now this January, it is Lovey Smith after a 3-13-1 record for the Houston Texans. And I'm going to go in here on the Houston Texans a little bit here, folks. And so if you are a Houston Texans fan, apologies. But this is... um, this, this is – I have a lot of issues with what Houston has done here the last two seasons. Um, firing head coaches, being one and done when you've given them no roster, you've given them no support from a free agency perspective. Everything has been veterans on one-year deals at the tail end of free agency, not spending big money, not investing in the quarterback uh, position, uh, just it, over and over again – putting these coaches in positions to fail. David Culley was put in a position to fail. Lovey Smith was put in a position to fail. And Lovey Smith, as a coach, got his team playing some of their best football with that roster, devoid of talent in a lot of different places, playing good football in the end of the season. They were 3-13-1. They won last week. They could have two more wins on their on that schedule. They almost beat Dallas. And I think there was one other game in which they were close, that they lost by one possession. Could easily be a five-win football team. Could be playing some of their best football to the tail end of the season. And now, for back-to-back years, you're going to make a coach one and done, and then you're going to bring somebody else in. And I and I I would, I would be extremely disappointed if they ultimately do what they were going to do last year, but then didn't. And if that is bringing Josh McCown as the head coach. We know that they were interested in doing that, but they just chose not to. If they, I don't know if they were afraid of the the backlash, if they were afraid of the PR, if they were afraid of whatever was going to come with that conversation. If they got scared away from doing that, they hired Lovey Smith uh, just to be a bridge coach for another year, and then they just go to Josh this year. I think that would be a bad look. It would leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, and it would give them uh, some much-deserved criticism for how they've handled this. But we'll see. They're, they're, they're armed with the number two overall pick. I think they have the number 12 overall pick as well. Two top 12 picks in this draft after having two first-round picks a year ago. Should be an opportunity to infuse this team with some young talent. I would advise against not taking a quarterback. But again, the same thing I said with the Cardinals. If you are a head coaching candidate, right, 
and you're not a retread. You're an up-and-coming coordinator on either side of the ball, right? You're an up-and-coming coordinator. You're the Ben Johnsons. You're the Jonathan Gannons. You're the these up-and-coming coordinators. The D'Amico uh, Ryans, right? You're one of these coordinators that's up-and-coming that is waiting for your opportunity. Is it going to be the Houston Texans who have shown for two straight years that they are willing to dump a coach after one season? For the last two years, they have not invested a ton into overhauling their roster. A GM that butts heads with coaches and it's his way or the highway. Is that the job that you want to take on? I don't know. I don't think so. So, again, Houston, very low on the list. Them and the Cardinals are pretty close. I think I would rather the Cardinals because at least I have a little bit more to work with. I have a little bit more infrastructure. I have a quarterback that I, I, if I'm taking that job, I believe in that I can get the most out of. I have pieces on the roster a little bit more than Houston does. But, again, these two jobs, not very good. The Denver Broncos, our next job that we were talking about. Nathaniel Hackett fired midseason after year one. And this is a tough one. What more can be said about this one? The, the, the person that's going to take this job, and I talked about it when Nathaniel Hackett got hired. The, the coach that's going to take this job is going to fall into one of two buckets. It is going to be a retread head coach. And, you know, I don't mean that in a negative way, but I'm talking your, your Dan Quinns of the world, your coaches who this would be stop number two. This would not be them making that leap for this to be their first job. That bucket who they want that second opportunity, they're willing to take on Denver, they want to work with the new ownership, and they want to go in that direction, and they, they feel comfortable. Or it is a coordinator that just believes, deep down, they are the person that can fix the number 32 scoring offense in the league. That They are the person that can fix Russell Wilson and get this offense going in the right direction. That They're the person to fix the fact that the Broncos have missed the playoffs for the seventh consecutive year, which I believe is the longest playoff drought since the franchise's like, beginnings. 1960 and 1976, they missed the playoffs. This is that longest drought since then. And so you have to be either so, you have to have such a belief in your ability that you're the person that can turn things around there in Denver, or you're somebody who's looking for that second stop. I mean, they've already received permission to interview Sean Payton. Deshaun, I mean, again, Sean would, would check both of those boxes. He would be that retread coach, but he also, I think, would only take that job because he truly believes that he can get the most out of Russ, and he can get the most out of Russell Wilson, he can turn this offense around. So it's going to be one of those two buckets or a combination of those buckets that they're going to have to find somebody that can go in there and be the right leader, be able to change the culture of that building, do a lot of different things to change things, or an up-and-coming coordinator that really, truly believes that they can fix Russell Wilson. And again, I never thought the marriage made sense. They brought Nathaniel Hackett over from Green Bay where he worked with Aaron Rodgers, I think because I think they wanted to try to trade for Aaron Rodgers. That didn't happen. They ended up trading for Russ, and it just never felt like Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson got on the same page. They were never running, I think, the right offense there. The play calling, which Nathaniel Hackett had never done before, he was taking that over along with being a head coach. It just was never set up for success from the get-go again depends on the way you feel about Russell Wilson depends on if you if you can feel you can get even just a little bit better out of him then the Denver job I think you certainly feel a little bit better about that job than the Houston job and then I think that in Arizona are, are pretty you know a bit of a coin flip and then you have the Indianapolis Colts who fired Frank Reich they turned it over to Jeff Saturday they're probably going to go through an interview process we won't know if Jeff Saturday is part of that final process just yet um, but you know Frank Reich 41-35-1 and one over five seasons with the Indianapolis Colts they got to figure out the quarterback situation they need to change some things on the offensive line probably need a couple more receivers I don't think this job is that bad 
I mean, you do have to get the quarterback situation right, but there are a lot of pieces that you can look at and say, okay, if I'm given the reins to be able to to go in there and still the culture that I want, get the right coaching staff in there, and then have a hand in who the quarterback's going to be, working with Chris Ballard, or if there's another GM, if Chris Ballard moves on, right, or they move on from Chris Ballard, that doesn't appear to be something that they're considering right now, but it is a possibility. Again, just because the news didn't come today on a Monday doesn't mean it will come won't come later in the week. We've got some time here where I mean the Giants fired Joe Judge last year multiple days after the Monday after the regular season. So this Colts job is interesting to me. Again, you, you feel like they're it, it's not just get a quarterback and you're fine, but that would solve a lot of their problems, and then they can they can fix some things on the margins. Uh, and getting the right leader in there might make some sense. And so that job you can certainly uh, slot in there towards the top. The job for me that I would want, and yes, it comes with an owner that is probably interested in meddling, but you look at the way that they finish the season, and you look at the roster that they have, and you look at the talent that they have acquired over the last couple of years, the Carolina Panthers. They played hard for Steve Wilkes at the end of the season. I mean, they were 5-6 and six with, uh, with him as the head coach. They stayed in the race for the NFC South all the way up until Week 17. He should be the guy that gets that job. Uh, he should certainly be the leading candidate. And they, if they want to do a full interview process and interview some other people, fine, so be it. You've earned that right. But I think Steve Wilkes should certainly be considered to be given an opportunity to be the the permanent head coach there for Carolina, but what's not to like? They traded away their best player in Christian McCaffrey, and they were somehow able to get better on offense, right? We, we, they still have DJ Moore. They used their first-round pick last year on Iki Iquano, who's a very good offensive lineman. We know what they've got on defense with J.C. Horn. They've got pieces, Brian Burns. They've got pieces, right? And they, they kept Brian Burns. They didn't make those trades. They kept DJ Moore, right? They kept some, some pieces in place. They played hard for Steve Wilkes. So if we can get a quarterback, we can use – our draft capital to fix some things in the margins. This is not a right-of-way fix, but man, if you told me from... And the other thing, too, here, folks, is this division is wide open. If if Tom Brady leaves Tampa Bay, New Orleans is a bit of a mess. Atlanta, they're trending in the right direction, but you finish with the same record as Atlanta. You both finish 7-10. and 10. And so there is an opportunity here to, if you can get in here as the head coach, right, or if Steve Wilkes continues to be the head coach there in Carolina, you are going to be right on the cusp of being able to break out in the NFC South and to take this division because it is there for the taking, especially if Tom decides to move on from Tampa because there's some coaching concerns there in Tampa. The roster's getting a little older. Are they going to be able to pay everybody? There's a lot. So we'll power rank these here. I think Carolina, for me, would be number one. I think you feel really good about the roster and the way that they played down the stretch, and you feel very good about the way that the division lines up, right? You feel very good about the way the division forecast favors you. I think number two would be Indianapolis. I've got Jonathan Taylor. I've got some some pieces on the offensive line that I like. I've got some pieces on defense that I like. we, we got to figure out the long-term answer at quarterback, but I also play in a division that's kind of wide open. Jacksonville had a very good year this year, but Tennessee is on the bit of the slide. We're going to mention Houston here in a second. They're they're two years away from being two years away. And so I, Houston would be number two. I think I would put Arizona three because if I'm taking that job, I believe I've got the quarterback in Kyler Murray and I can get the most out of him. And if I can get the most out of Kyler Murray and I can get an offense rolling in the right direction, okay, we got a very good defensive coordinator in Vance Joseph that I'd probably keep on if he's willing to stay. And I would have him be my DC. We need to get some more talent in there. We need to, you know, talk about recipe, giving the giving the cooks the right recipe when talking about, you know, coaches, the ingredients there. All, not that great on defense. Some injuries plagued them. They had a tough go of it this year. So if we can get some better better players in there, get some better pieces, that could be a, a huge thing. The Cardinals pick third right now. They're a perfect candidate to trade out of that spot, get more draft capital, and address some things elsewhere. Um, I, I then, I think, 
Houston and Denver, man. I, putting these here on this list are, are tough. I think I'd rather Denver than Houston. It would be based on the mood you get me in. It's a coin flip. I think with Denver, obviously, the, the thing that would scare you is Russ, but Javante Williams is going to come back. I've got Patrick Sertan on defense. I've got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. I, I've got a lot of pieces that I can I feel pretty good about that I feel like could be building blocks for me to build around. Houston, i got to assemble the building blocks, and I've got a GM and an ownership that have already shown the last two seasons a willingness to move on. And so I don't know if I would want that job. So we're going to power rank them this way. Carolina 1, Indy 2, Arizona 3, Denver 4, Houston 5. Those, That's the way I would rank these five. And there are going to be um, potentially some other job openings that, that pop up here over the next couple of weeks, whether it's offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, or some head coaching gigs. We will see. But these are the five right now that, uh, that will play themselves out. For me, here's how I would do this. I think if you're Carolina – it's got to be Steve Wilkes. I think Steve Wilkes has to come back and be the head coach. I think he's earned the opportunity to be the head coach for next season. Uh, the other ones, it's going to be interesting. Arizona appears like Vance Joseph's the leader in the clubhouse there. Houston uh, reports that Jonathan Gannon was the leader in the clubhouse. Eagles coordinator uh, there. Denver, we'll see what they do. We know that they're going to be interested in interviewing Sean Payton. They've already made a request to interview um, uh, Jim Harbaugh as well. So there are other, you know, Raheem Morris is going to get some looks. D'Amico Ryan is going to get some looks. And so those are the kinds of names, those types of coordinators, and those are the names that you're going to hear um, often here in this process. So it'll be a fascinating thing to keep an eye on here over the course of the offseason here as we turn the page towards the playoffs here in the National Football League, and we'll see what other news we get not only later today but throughout the remainder of the week. Appreciate you making this show a part of your day. My thoughts on these head coaching openings, the five that we have so far, and again, we will be following this and talking about this as the process plays out. When these teams uh, hire their head coaches, we'll do deep dives into what uh, these teams uh, have in their new head coaches here going into to 2023. Thanks to you for making this show a part of your day, rating, reviewing, subscribing, uh, telling friends, family, coworkers, loved ones, whoever the case may be about the show. We greatly do appreciate it. Thanks as always to Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Monday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.